Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022, and Canada has fallen. That's right, the prison nation to our north has a warden dictator, Trudeau, and he has ordered his police to put down an uprising. The inmates, ladies and gentlemen, are being arrested. The Freedom Convoy leaders being taken by the cops in the dark of night. Grandmothers being pushed into the snow, children being separated from their families, and even the media are being assaulted live on camera. Canada has fallen. Down here in the lower 48, Kevin McCarthy has endorsed Liz Cheney's Republican challenger in a shock to the establishment. And even Morning Joe is saying that if you go woke, you go broke as San Francisco throws out its own school board. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. It will forever be known as Bloody Friday. You will remember Ottawa, and you will remember this day. What we are watching is historic. What we are watching will go down in the history books. Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King Jr., peaceful protesters who fought against tyranny. They got their skulls bashed in. They got imprisoned. They got locked up. They got beaten. These men are now seen as freedom fighters throughout history, and the truckers in Canada, the Freedom Convoy, will be seen as the same. It is a despotic, evil, authoritarian regime. Justin Trudeau has proven precisely who he is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We are bringing to you live breaking reports from Canada, reports that are happening right now as we speak. We are in contact with Ezra Levant the editor of Rebel Media. He is the publisher of Rebel News, and he is on the ground right now, one of our favorite sources of information, and he is texting us and DMing us that at this very second, the reporter that he has on the the ground is being assaulted by police officers in Canada. That's after a night of arrests when the police arrested Peaceful protesters standing in the street on what grounds is the question. There's only one question here. On what grounds? Justin Trudeau has yet to have Parliament exercise his order for emergency powers. Parliament needs to approve it. Justin Trudeau knows that won't happen. And so he is swooping in with his Gestapo, these oath breakers. I have been pro-police my entire life. I have backed the blue. I have worn pro-police insignia, and I certainly own my own thin blue line apparel, ladies and gentlemen. I always stand with the police. This year has shaken and shook me to the core. At what point do you stop following orders? At what point do you take that oath to say that you will protect and serve, and do you understand that as the forces of law enforcement You are no longer protecting and serving. You are becoming agents of a dictatorial, authoritarian power that means harm to the people that are yours to protect. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nuremberg defense is a famous defense used by the Third Reich and its collaborators in Nuremberg trials. Many of these officers just said, I was following orders. You know, someone at the top told me to do these evil things. And that is how genocides happen. That is how crimes against humanities happen. Ladies and gentlemen, police have shut down Parliament. 
Police have shut down a peaceful protest and they are shutting down the media. Playing on your screen right now are the arrests of various members of the Freedom Convoy. Lish is one of them. You can see her being arrested right now. She was arrested last night while she was walking down the street. She'll be in jail soon. She predicted she would be going to jail soon in a clip that should... Or listen. There's a pretty good chance... Well... I think it's inevitable at this point. But, uh, I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day. (laughs) And that's okay. I, um, I'm okay with that. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid. Along with Lish, Other convoy organizers have been arrested in the dark of night. This always happens in the dark of night, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history. He saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. Chris Barber was arrested along with Shane Pebbles Marshall. We played their arrest clips at the beginning of the show. And they were arrested by what looks like hundreds of officers surrounding them, bringing them in as though they had captured a terrorist. Hold the line. Hold the line. That's all we can say on the show. You know, history is a very long, soothing arc. It smooths out the roughest rocks. When MLK was arrested, it was because he was standing up to laws that were evil. If you were arrested in Selma, if you were beaten in Selma, if you were arrested on the Edward Pettus Bridge, if you got a mugshot from those days, that's now seen as a badge of honor. You were fighting an unjust system. It meant a little bit of pain at the time. It meant that the authorities would come in and perhaps harass you, maybe even arrest you. 
Right now, the cops who are saying they're just following orders will hang their heads in shame. They disgrace their badge and they disgrace their position on their police forces. They are just following orders thugs, the same as the Gestapo agents and those who sat there at the Nuremberg trials saying, hey, listen guys, we were just following orders. You're an oath breaker, ladies and gentlemen. There are things more valuable than your job. Trust me. I had to move out of tyranny myself this year. I moved my family a thousand miles down the coast. We left everything that was comfortable to us, our friends, our friend groups, the places that we used to like to go. We lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. There came a moment when the police abandoned Washington, D.C., and you started to feel literal evil inside of the city. We had to get out of that place, and so I fled. If you are not willing to get up and move, if you are not willing to throw down your badge, if you are not willing to park your truck, if you are not willing to experience a small amount of discomfort for the freedom of your children and the freedom of a generation that has yet to come, your children, perhaps your grandchildren, we are expecting new baby Johnson in the coming months in the Johnson household. I fight for her. I will move my family, uproot my family, do extremely hard things, uproot an entire company, and rebuild for the betterment of my children. What will you do, ladies and gentlemen? We wish to be able to bring you this show freely. We wish to be able to broadcast in peace and to be able to walk down the street unassaulted. That was not possible where I was living. And it wasn't possible because of cowards like this, because of oath breakers You have to get out of the cities, you have to get out of these places, and you must fight them from without and from within. Fighting is what the Canadian truckers are doing right now. It is indeed the night of the long knives. It is Bloody Friday, ladies and gentlemen. The people who have been organizing this Canadian trucker movement have been arrested in the dark of night, as these cowards always do. This comes after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act on Monday, which gives the government power to clear protesters and to tow vehicles by force. Tow truck companies were not cooperating. They were giving Justin Trudeau the middle finger and were saying, you can't force us now. Justin Trudeau is able to force them to tow these vehicles. More direct measures will be used like freezing personal bank accounts. The regime intends to continue to arrest protesters. We'll show you a tweet here from the Ottawa police. A scary, chilling, horrifying tweet. Demonstrators, you must leave. You must cease unlawful activity. Immediately remove your vehicles and property. This unlawful protest site may be arrested. Demonstrators leave, and it's not just demonstrators. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox News reporters on the ground claim that they themselves are being threatened with arrest. A terrifying moment. The Ottawa interim police chief, the police chief who was in charge, resigned. We have conflicting accounts there as to whether he resigned in disgrace, whether he could not carry out these orders. But the police chief, who is currently the interim police chief, said this, 
We will now be removing children. We will be taking children from their families. Listen to him. Yes. Hi, Elizabeth Laplante. I'm from TVA News in Montreal. When are you planning to intervene uh, for the kids in the protest? So thanks for the question. One of the key concerns that we've had as we've planned and, and looked at how we want to proceed to end this protest is the number of children that remain in there. We continue to work with our partners from the Children's Aid Society and other social services to look at the best, most safest way to have children removed from the area uh, prior to any sort of police action. We've had members of our police service continue to engage with the protesters to identify that it is not a good place for children to be, that they should make every attempt to remove children from the area. All of our planning has been very considerate of the people that are within the demonstration zone, including the children. Will they be the first to be removed? As I indicated, we've worked really hard to make sure all of our plans are very deliberate around protecting children that may be in that footprint. Let me show you what Fox News reporters are saying right now from the ground. A tweet from Fox News reporter on site saying that Canadian police are telling them that they will be arrested too. All media who are attending the area, please keep a distance and stay out of police operations for your safety. Anyone found within the areas undergoing enforcement will be subject to arrest. They will arrest journalists, and they are arresting journalists right now. The Canadian capital is under martial law. You thought you lived in a free country? You don't, Canada. You live inside of a prison nation. I got a little bit of pushback on social media for calling Canada a prison nation. It is. It is under martial law. You are prisoners. Your warden is Castro Jr., and the police are the guards in charge. You have no rights. You have no civil liberties. You do as you're told. You put your head down or you will be arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, it is incredible listening to what Ezra is telling us right now. Ezra Levant, the publisher of Rebel News. He has a live feed going right now. It is shocking. We may take it later in the show. His reporters are being beaten, pushed down, knocked down. He is telling me that a reporter that walked us through the trucker convoy earlier last week. Alexandra, she was wonderful. We did a full live with her for an hour, and she brought us into the trucker convoy. She was knocked down by police officers. She's up, however, and continuing her job. These people are thugs. They have riot horses. Women and children have been peacefully protesting, and they are bringing out special forces and riot forces to crush them. They are going to be stealing their children from them, and they are going to be telling media they cannot film it. The first casualty of war is truth, and that is what is happening right now inside of Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our program for just a moment to give you an exciting announcement from our friends at The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is now making feature-length films, and the world premiere of their first film, Shut In, reached over half a million views upon its release. 
That is more people than watch Don Lemon's show on CNN every night. <laughs> and it currently has an audience score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Daily Wire worked night and day to make this film, and it shows it had me on the edge of my seat. You gotta watch it. It's exclusively streaming for Daily Wire members, and if you're not one, you are missing out. Support conservatives making movies. Support movies without a woke agenda. This might be the Daily Wire's first original production. It will not be their last. The Daily Wire also released a new trailer for Hyperion's, an anti-superhero movie, and Terror on the Prairie, the new western starring the amazing, uncancelable Gina Carano. It's coming this summer, so go to thedailywire.com slash subscribe to get a membership today. Use the code Betty for 20% off your new membership. Go. Well, is it legal is the most important question. And by what right is he arresting people who are just wandering the streets? The post-millennial has an important breakdown for us. You see, the House of Commons and the Senate Parliament must meet to debate Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Emergency Act on Friday, but cleared on Friday. So the debate over whether Justin Trudeau should use the Emergency Act was shut down by police. That's right. Parliament was cleared for police operations in response to the Freedom Convoy on Friday, a peaceful protest. Trudeau's Emergency Act was used as a prerequisite to start clearing out peaceful families, fathers, mothers from the capital of Ottawa. In a letter to Speaker Anthony Rhoda, the cancellation was announced saying that Parliament will not sit today. A police operation is expected in the downtown core of Ottawa. Given these exceptional circumstances, the following discussion will be recognized by party leadership and is cancelled. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association announced a lawsuit over Trudeau's Emergency Act. Thank God. So now the Canadian Civil Liberties Association is formally challenging Justin Trudeau, saying that his Emergency Act usage against the Canadian truckers is unconstitutional. They're taking him to court for his actions for seriously infringing on the Charter of Rights of Canadians. The Charter of Rights of Canadians, if you're not familiar, reads very similarly to the Bill of Rights here in the United States. It says that Canadians can move about freely. It says that Canadians are free people inside of their country and that Canadians have rights that shall not be infringed by their government. Of course, Justin Trudeau is violating these rights and of course, his use of these powers is illegal. It is supposed to represent merely a wartime affront to the sovereignty of Canada, not a peaceful protest. At the news conference by the association, that being the Civil Liberties Association, they announced that their decision will be openly questioning whether the current situation in Canada qualified as an immediate danger to its citizens. Early on Thursday, Canadian Prime Minister described it as a last resort. The government has brought in the extreme measures that should be reserved for national emergencies only, a legal standard that has not been met. Emergency powers cannot and must not be normalized, says the group's executive director, Nora Avigi. Well, well, well. It is pretty remarkable that Justin Trudeau has members of his own parliament quitting, members of his own party turning on him, backstabbing him. Most of the premiers, if I'm not mistaken, 
all of the premiers, the governors, in the terms of an American, the governors have turned their back on Trudeau, have backstabbed him. They are doing away with COVID mandates. And you could have just done away with all of this by meeting with the truckers. Imagine somebody who's not a tyrant, somebody who's not Castro Jr. walking out and saying, hey, let's talk. And then saying, yeah, you're right. These mandates don't make any sense anymore. No more mandates. No more lockdowns. No more Vax Pass. It would have been that easy. And Justin Trudeau would probably be sitting at 70% approval right now. He'd be seen as a great unifier. But that is not the nature of authoritarians. It's not the nature of tyrant. We've covered ad nauseum on this program how Justin Trudeau loves and fetishizes China, a dictatorship, and in dictatorships, dissent is illegal. That is what's going on right now, plain and simple. Dissent is illegal. Uh, Liz Cheney, the arsonist inside of the GOP. Now, Adam Kinzinger was, for his trouble, bootlicked as hard and as much as he could the Democrat powers that be for his trouble. He got redistricted out of a district. Adam Kinzinger will not be entering, will not be a congressman in 2022. Liz Cheney is somehow inexplicably running as a Republican and says that she wants to continue as a Republican, even though she is an arsonist inside her own house. Well, that's bad. Kevin McCarthy came to the support of Liz Cheney's primary opponent, Margaret Hageman, who received Donald Trump's endorsement and wishes to represent the residents of Wyoming. After spending time with Harriet, it is readily apparent that she will always listen and prioritize the needs of her local communities and is focused on tackling our nation's biggest problems, McCarthy told the outlet. I look forward to serving with Harriet for the years to come. McCarthy's endorsement reflects a rising animosity between Cheney and other Republican leaders. In addition to being replaced as chair of the House Republican Conference last year, which is unbelievable, as Cheney had the, held the number three position in the House up until last year. Cheney was censured as part of her state party censuring and the Republican National Committee censuring. Voters appear to desire a replacement to Cheney in Wyoming state straw poll conducted last month. Hageman soundly defeated Cheney in a landslide. In his endorsement message for Hageman, Trump blasted Cheney as disloyal and a warmonger and a reflection of her hawkish, hawkish foreign policy views. I strongly endorse Republican House of Representatives candidate Margaret Harriet Hageman from Wyoming, who is running against warmonger and disloyal Republican Liz Cheney. Trump said Hageman is a fourth-generation daughter of Wyoming and is a very successful attorney and has the support and respect of the truly great U.S. Senator, Wyoming's own Cynthia Loomis. Cynthia Loomis, very good senator from Wyoming, very, very based. She supports the Second Amendment, loves the military, and our vets. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the clip of McCarthy endorsing Liz Cheney, go. We want to get to the bottom of that. We want to know why an attorney general to hold him accountable going after parents who want to have a say in their kids' education. This is one of the main reasons why 
I endorsed Harriet Hegman today, who's running in Wyoming. Wyoming deserves to have a representative who will de deliver the accountability against this Biden administration, not a representative that they have today that works closer with Nancy Pelosi going after Republicans instead of stopping these radical Democrats for what they're doing to this country. So if you want to join with us, go to firepelosi.com and let's make this happen. There is and must be a reckoning here in this country for people to understand that there is an element that wishes to merely protect their own institutional power. They don't care about you. They're not public servants. They're servants of themselves. It is a depressing realization when you consider the fact that so many in your own party, so many in your own party actively sabotage your desire and your will as the electorate. I have before me right now a list of 19 U.S. senators who voted for funding vaccine mandates in the Senate yesterday. Mike Lee had an amendment that would defund the federal government's ability to enforce the vaccine mandate. Four senators didn't even show up. Mitt Romney among them. And 19 senators voted for the funding of the vaccine mandate inside the Biden administration. Those senators are Barrasso of Wyoming, Blunt of Missouri, Caputo of West Virginia, Cassidy of Louisiana, Collins of Maine, Cornyn of Texas, Haggerty of Tennessee, Hyde Smith of Mississippi, Kennedy of Louisiana, McConnell of Kentucky, Moran of Kansas, Murkowski of Alaska, Portman of Ohio, Rounds of South Dakota, Rubio of Florida, Shelby of Alabama, Tillis of North Carolina, Wicker of Mississippi, and Young of Indiana. It is pretty easy to connect the dots, the support of the pharmaceutical industry for senators, and then see how they are voting. They are voting against your priorities, against your value, against your worldview. They're claiming the mantle of Republicans. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Great Awakening, not the Great Reset. And that has been made clear quite evidently in our current political environment Woke means broke. Wokeism is the path to destruction. The only way we are going to save this nation is if we put people in power who love this country and who fight for it. Ladies and gentlemen, Democrats are even realizing that wokeism means they are going to go the way of the dinosaur, that they're going to destroy themselves. You're starting to see Hillary Clinton being trotted back out as a potential candidate for 2024. She's re-emerging on the political stage. How desperate is this party? It's the party that wants to commit suicide. They've embraced woke. And even the sirens of the Democratic establishment are starting to realize that this is a bankrupt ideology. Here from Morning Joe, ladies and gentlemen, 
the aha moment, the realization that when we go woke, we will go broke, we will destroy ourselves. Clip six, go. Headline here is that this is happening in San Francisco and one of the most progressive cities in America. And you have parents, uh, and this is a clear warning, we saw it from Virginia, we can now say, you know, from Norfolk to San Francisco. You had parents uh, in the Virginia election uh, enraged that schools were shut down for too long, that there was too much distance learning. They were talking about critical race theory, which of course uh, we've heard is not taught in Virginia schools. But still, you're hearing the same thing about a rebellion. And I've, I've been saying this for a couple of years. People get really angry. Some people uh, in their mom's basement on Twitter get really angry uh, <laughs> and tweeting out, how dare you talk about woke policy. It, it, it really it pisses off liberals. It pisses off liberals as much as it pisses off conservatives. Woke politics is actually really hurting Democratic candidates. And you take that. And you take uh, what, again, Asian-Americans um, and, and, and the, the feelings that, that you know, they're, they're actually being preyed upon, uh, not just physically in violence, but also politically. Uh, and it, it was a toxic mix and uh, a very liberal city threw out three progressive board members. And it wasn't even close. When you've lost Morning Joe, ladies and gentlemen, you have a huge issue, but he's right. He's right. He's simply trying to sound the alarm. Democrats need to lay off woke politics in schools. It's hurting us in the polls. There is no way out of this tailspin. The plane is going to crash and they're dragging Hillary Clinton out of the morgue. They already dragged Joe Biden out of the morgue. They have nothing to hang their hats on. 30 retirements. The last time there were this many retirements was the Republican sweep in 94, 40 retirements between 92 and 94 for Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a huge scandal going on back then. There is no scandal right now. The scandal is the Democratic Party. The scandal is woke politics. The scandal is the COVID mandates. And the people who are the cheerleaders for the Democratic Party are screaming for change. A political report two days ago, showed that the Republican advantage on the ballot has ballooned to 14 points. A 14-point Republican advantage on the generic ballot. The school board issue is huge. The most powerful group of people in America are parents. Parents have, you could call, vested interest in the future of this nation. Parents have skin in the game, blood in the game. They want a place for their kids to exist. There's a reason why parenthood is often the cornerstone of all societies and the rock upon which you can build a society because parents are invested in providing a better future for their kids. Ladies and gentlemen, even inside of the bluest, arguably, city in America, the parents are taking scalps. In San Francisco, a school board recall has ousted one of the most incompetent and woke school boards in the country. Clip seven, go. To a developing story out of San Francisco where voters last night ousted three members of its board of education in a landslide recall election. This is a huge story. Yeah, the uh, politically, recall, nationwide, this is a huge story. The recall of each 
member was supported by more than 70% of voters. Critics accused them of putting progressive politics over priorities like the pandemic. For example, the board was criticized for trying to rename schools when many Inclu parents... Including uh, schools named after Abraham Lincoln and Dianne Feinstein. And this is when many parents wanted to focus on the reopening of schools. Some of the schools targeted were named after Abraham Lincoln, as Joe said, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and even longtime U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. The election also galvanized Asian-American parents after the board changed admissions requirements for one of the city's most prestigious high schools, San Francisco Mayor London Breed, who supported the recall, will now have to appoint replacements. This was the city's first recall election in 40 years. The landslide decision against the current school board means that President Gabriel Lopez and members Allison Collins and Fuyuga Mongola will officially be removed from office. This is in San Francisco. This is the parents' revolution in San Francisco. This isn't Virginia. This isn't purple Virginia with plenty of red counties and Republican members of Congress. This is dark blue San Francisco because when you mess with the kids, you mess with our future, you truly start to feel the pain of wokeness. You start to understand the cancer that is wokeness. This is a school board that spent its time over the last couple of years to rename a school named after Abraham Lincoln. That's right. This is what happens when you try to rename schools in the middle of a pandemic, exclaimed David Thompson, a.k.a. Gabraham Lincoln. <laughs> Incredible. It is remarkable to see how these embarrassing, disgraced school board members are spinning this. They're calling these parents white supremacists. Ladies and gentlemen, the sting is gone. The idea that someone's a racist or white supremacist, a Russian asset... The sting is gone. Your words mean nothing any longer. Words are cheap. Actions last forever. At least 100 recall backers gathered in the back room of a very popular cafe in San Francisco to celebrate. Oh, this isn't a bunch of Republicans. Do I look like a Republican? Said one person... <laughs> In head-to-toe rainbow drag. All right. The recall has galvanized the city's grassroots efforts of frustrated parents and community members pushing for the trustees' removal and a reopening of the schools during the pandemic. The board's focus on controversial issues like renaming 44 schools and ending merit-based admissions in the Lowell High School system, a very, uh, a very prestigious system. The voters of this city have delivered a clear message that the school board must focus on the essentials of delivering well-run school systems above all else, said the mayor, who's just been a hot mess. She's next to go in San Francisco. 
Breed said that she is critical of the school board and has been addressing significant budget deficit, hiring a new superintendent, and navigating the emergence of the pandemic. The school district has a lot of work to do. Yeah, okay, London Breed, the one who's been seen out partying maskless. While she masked children in school, while she masked you, it's all collapsing for these people. And so let's end on a positive note here. The old way is crumbling. The Great Reset is turning into the Great Awakening. The people who have had power for the better part of a generation because you were asleep now understand that you are waking up. It's why you're watching Democrats turn into Republicans all of a sudden. You can see Democrats from across the country suddenly before opening up, stopping lockdowns, unmasking children, killing their vax mandates. They realize that judgment is around the corner. We won't forget. We stand for God, family, country. We were born free men and women in this sweet, beautiful nation, and we intend to stay that way. And the way we're going to stay that way is we're going to rip these people from office. We're going to push the powerful institutions. They're just, they're just brick and cement, ladies and gentlemen. We can push them right into the Potomac. We can end the administrative state and we can turn America back into the beautiful place that it used to be when we had localized government and localized control. That's where we need to go back to. Your mayor in your town should be more powerful than your governor and more powerful than the president of the United States. The federal government needs to be locked back down into what it was intended to be. A place that would officiate trade and perhaps be able to conduct war with congressional approval. We have seen the oppression metastasize and grow in this country, and now it's time to get out the scalpel. Nary, it may be time to get out the hacksaw and to be able to start lopping off the cancerous organs that allow these autocrats to rule over us. The difference between you and an autocrat is that you don't ever want to control another human being. And remember, the great switch, such a lie. They're the people who owned slaves. They're the people who wanted Jim Crow. You hear a lot about Jim Crow these days. It was Democrats who made Jim Crow. It was Democrats who fought the Civil War. They have always wanted to control and own other people. It's in their nature. The natures of the authoritarian. I'm not saying all Democrats are bad. A lot of my friends... Democrats, they call themselves DeSantis Democrats down in Florida. But ladies and gentlemen, it's the way of the authoritarian. They have no family. They have no God. All they have is power. So that is what we must strip from them. And it's going to hurt. It's going to take will to power. And that is what we have. Will to power. That's what we're going to do here on this program. We thank you so very much for listening. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your freedom. Keep fighting for it, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.